Welcome to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Thursday, October 15th. This is coming out late at night on Wednesday, October 14th. So we'll go Thursday, October 15th. And today is the 50th, the 50th episode of the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. So thank you, boys. Thank you. Thank you. A big thank you to Josh and Andrew for being along for so many of these, as well to John Robbins for being a part of these, Mitchell Rincon, who you'll hear later. My dad. Um, Dustin Morgan, who did the amazing intro. Mark Wasmer, who did the beats for the in-between. Marley Thuma, who did the art for it. Stephen Young, who has called in. Eric Robinson, Jonah Levis, Tim Hall, who have done trivia. Wilson, Joe, Alex, and Michael. Thank you to all of you, and thank you to the listeners for listening to this. We love doing this so much, and we look forward to these episodes. And... We're going to keep going. This is just the beginning, and we're very excited. Here's to 50 more, and we have a great episode for you guys today on the 50th episode. I'm joined by, you guys know who I'm joined by. I'm joined by Josh and Andrew. For, we're going to break down some NFL Week 6 as usual, and then later in the show, Mitchell Rincon will be stopping by to do a deep dive on one of our favorite bands, definitely our favorite modern band, Twin Peaks, so you don't want to miss that, but your guys' favorite words probably as the listeners, Big Dog, how's it going? I'm doing great. Um, 50 episodes, that's a lot. Let's go. You've Baseball been around. playoffs, the NFL, entire time. we're getting two games on Mondays now. That We should make that a normal thing, I hope. Uh, really should. We really should have a 2 o'clock, 5 o'clock every day. So, mm-hmm. that's how And I'm then, going. our wizard, our guru, our overlord, our champion, Josh Bilker. Josh, how you doing, my friend? Our champion. champion. That's who you are I'm, today. I'm it's great. the 50th episode. God. We're in a good mood. Uh, hey, congrats to you, honestly. Cheers. cheers. I got cheers. my beer cheers. right cheers. here. It's a uh, Sammy Adams Very October. Nice. Very so, nice. October I actually am drinking a Modelo, and I'm proud to say that we are sponsored by Modelo. We haven't been sponsored by them since... I think we said we were sponsored by them in like episode three or four. Yeah. We're sponsored yeah, by yeah. them again episode for the 50th, for sure. just for the fuck yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, boys, we got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, we're going to be jumping into NFL Week 6, but first I want to go over a few things that happened since the last time we recorded. We had Monday Night Football, Chargers-Saints, the most classic Chargers loss of all time. They're up 20-3. to I'm hanging out with some good friends of mine. I got Marley. I got Brett Daly. Brett Daly's nice sister, Tara Daly. We're hanging out. Chargers are up 20-3, to and I look at all of them, and I say, hey, the Chargers are going to lose by three. I guarantee it. And they're like, oh, you're such a pessimist. That's not going to happen. No, that's what happened. The Chargers lost by three. And Justin Herbert is a god. He's so fucking good at football. He's amazing. I love him. But, Andrew, I will pose this question to you. As it, the, the, the Michael Badgley kick going in, like, to end the game, like, the Chargers could have won. I will tell you this. Zero percent of me thought that kick was going in. Can you give me a percentage? <laughs> uh, zero. I had. I actually, if I could bet on that at the time, I would have bet that he's totally going to miss that. And and he doinks it. He, he doinks, doinks it. it. He doinks it. I mean, dude, how many times are you going to... I mean, don't forget about the extra point he missed, by the way. Well, I mean, uh, we knew that. We, well, okay. Yeah, we knew text, once he missed that, the game was over. Once you missed that, the yeah, game's over. Because we would have been up. And... um. It just—it's it, like a typical Chargers loss, obviously, and it fucking sucks. But finally, more people are jumping on the fire Anthony Lynn train. Thank God, it's about fucking time. And myself oh, included. Why, why is actually. that, Josh? Thank what you, sparked Josh. you Tell this week? Why. 
I'd I'd switched my tune uh, like two weeks ago. Actually, that that uh, Buccaneers really game excited. was when I realized because he finally the, saw. Uh, I said how it. Anthony the, Lynn coaches a football team, and it's, it's I did. Fucking yeah, it's insane. Okay, and so like that's good that people are getting on that train that he sucks. But the 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 cherry, I guess, like the thing why I'm not I'm sad is typical Charger shit, but I'm not depressed. Andrew, Josh, Justin Herbert is amazing. This dude is a franchise quarterback. I don't want to overreact. I mean, but, like, I'm in love with him. I love him. I wear his jersey. I, I He is my sweet prince. I will do anything for him. Am I falling in love too fast? But, God damn it, Andrew, he looks amazing, doesn't he? God damn it, he makes God me the only reason I'm hanging oh. on to the Chargers right now. I was, about, I was thinking about being a free so agent. He's so good. I love him. Four touchdowns, no picks. And they still lose, dude. They still lose. The, the whole thing with Anthony's Lynn, like, let's not turn over the ball. You don't need to turn over the ball, and you guys still find a way. It does not matter. Well, Anthony Lynn loves pat, uh, punting to oh, Drew yeah. Brees and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> That's his specialty. He's played like Mahomes, Close game Brees down the stretch. Let's punt it to, like... Yeah. I mean, they've had a tough schedule, definitely. But, I mean, the thing... And this is classic Charter shit. These were all winnable games. And they were all blown. But... Justin Herbert, holy shit, I'm excited. This game was a couple days ago, so I don't want to harp too much on this. The next thing, so Tuesday night football, which was nice. We were talking about how we get, should get two games on Monday. I also wouldn't mind having some Tuesday night football because we don't have any Mac. And so the reason I like Tuesday night football is because, obviously, there's more things to bet on. No action. But Bills-Titans, two juggernauts. This is an undefeated game going into it. Am I right? Right? I believe it's 4-0 yeah. versus 3-0. Yeah. And um, you, everyone knows that this podcast is very pro-Stallion. But I think that um, I'm not going to emphasize the Stallion today because I think it's important for us to remember something that we learned. The Titans are really fucking good. They have, they're 4-0. We know what they did in the playoffs last year. Ryan Tannehill looks good. Obviously, Derrick Henry looks good. And, I mean, Andrew, I think you might be on the same page as me. Like, is Mike Vrabel your favorite coach in the league? I just fucking love this guy. I mean, he's, he's up there. Each week I I mean, I obviously you get Belichick and stuff, and he's looking, but... He gets me I going. Mean, he's incredible. We didn't see him so, for 16 days, too, so it was an extra we treat didn't. to see him Tuesday night doing his so, thing. So, I want to ask you guys this question about this game. Do we take this as... A Titans are very good and reminded us, or that we should slow the brakes on the Bills. I'll start with you, Andrew. I love the fucking Titans. Love them. Winning. The, we didn't even mention like last week. We're like, who's gonna? Oh, the Colts will probably win. Oh, maybe it's the Tech. We don't even mention that because they took some days off. Yeah. Well, they, they were they three and zero before mentally. those days off. I know we forgot they were a football team, and then they come out and they kill the Bills, and they're four and zero. In an easy division. They play that playoff type of football that's like, and it's, fuck it's with perfect. Us. You can't. No mistakes. Just give the ball to Derrick Henry and what could go wrong. And John Who Smith. And Tannehill's oh. good, dude. And Tannehill's good, exactly. Like, I love the Titans. I'm all in on them again. They, I think they man, might win jo- 12 games this year. I mean, yeah, they're really fucking good. Josh, what are you taking? Um, there must be something going on at those uh, high school football fields in uh, Tennessee there because they, they definitely – this was the best they've looked all season for sure. Um, I, I think it is definitely like a correctional uh, 
what it was, course of correction, yeah. whatever the fuck you want to yeah, say, um, for the for the Titans because, like I said, they this isn't the team we've seen like the first three or four Kinda games sloppy. of the Kinda season. Sloppy. Yeah, they to be fair, they were missing AJ Brown for a bit too. Uh, I think what he came down with like an early injury in week one or yeah. two, and they and it's definitely his his presence was definitely felt uh, last night. Um, I still think the Bills are good moving forward. I think they just that pick early on that uh, the the drop really mm-hmm. the the pick made by uh, who was that receiver? Actually, I don't even remember his name. I, I it's irrelevant though. But that that dude fucked up Josh Allen hard, and I think they just never recovered from that mistake. And I think just the Bills can't play down like that mm-hmm. type thing. They can. They're good. They can play with leads, but I think once the the odds are stacked against them, I just feel like Josh Allen tries to do too much, and I'm a little worried about that. Um, but no, I think for sure this is more of a statement on how good the Titans are, and I think that moving forward, they're probably one of the juggernauts in the AFC, arguably. I mean, the, what they're four yeah. now. Yeah. So, so I, mean, I agree with all the points you're saying. Like, I think that the Titans, like that, was a very big statement game for them, but. And, like, I think the Titans should be considered one of the best teams in the AFC, like, right there with the Ravens. Honestly, they beat them in the playoffs last year, and they're 4-0. I mean, like, the Chiefs, I'm going to kind of put on another level because they have Pat Mahomes. But with the Bills, if this game were to happen five times, I think this might have been the worst outcome for the Bills, just with the, like, bad luck. So credit to – I'm not taking anything away. I think the Titans are really fucking good. I think I would give them, obviously, the edge over the Bills. but And this is a tough time to say this because the Bills are playing the Chiefs this week. Yeah. Don't count out the Bills. They may lose – they're probably going to lose to the Chiefs this week, and they lost this week. But I still think that – I believe in what they have there. I like the chemistry between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and what they have going on on offense, and they obviously have a good defense. I like Sean McDermott. Titan, what I think is important, Josh, you both said this. The Titans are really, really fucking good. And well so, coached, too, because, I mean, you don't play for 16 days. Imagine if Anthony Lynn had 16 days to prep. They would, it would take him three oh quarters God. to finally figure out <laughs> to call a play. They'd be like, oh, yeah, we're playing football. Mm-hmm. So I do think that it's a huge credit to the Titans, and I think we should slow the brakes on because the Bills are probably going to go on a two-game losing streak here. But let's keep in mind they're playing the two teams that played in the AFC Championship. Josh? I would like to say um, Bill's odds at the division title after this week probably going to be pretty good, I, honestly. So that's something to look for. We're thinking the same way. Um, I agree, Josh. Yeah, because so, I still think the Bills probably have a better shot than the Patriots. I, I, I think they're a better team. So moving forward, regardless of what happens, I mean, even the – fuck, the Dolphins are even feisty. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, they just destroyed the <laughs> Super Bowl runner-up. <laughs> yeah, so I – I think for Josh Allen did look great yesterday, and I don't think that loss is completely not completely on him. But I don't think you can really give him shit for that mm-hmm. game. At I all. agree because he, he still looks great. I agree completely. We're gonna go cl- quickly to MLB baseball here. We're gonna do a little playoffs update. Uh, so, Big Dog, we got the Rays up three to one versus the Astros. Three to one. The Rays are fucking good, D- dude. Dude, they're and built I know for this. In terms of ratings, no one wants them, but. Are they the favorites right now with the Dodgers down 2-1 to the Braves? Dodgers should still be the favorites because if we watch what they did today, it was kind of stupid how when they're on and they're not Yeah, tense. 11 runs in the first inning. 
It's a record. Um, they almost came back last night, too, if you saw that. The last, like, three or four yeah, innings eight, seven, leading right? into today, it was kind of like, holy shit. I think even the Braves realized that. <laughs> They're like, wow, we don't mm-hmm. have any pitching right now. Um, I would say the Rays have the best pitching staff. They have a better pitching over the Dodgers, and they have the pesky offensive lineup that somehow they're fine mm-hmm. guys to do it each day. But, I mean, it's still got the raised Dodgers going, even though the Braves are up 2-1 to one So right you now. would, if as a gambling man, you would take the Dodgers to come back against the Braves in the series? Yes, and Bavada thinks that too, because I always, today I had to do the bet. Well, yeah, what are the odds on that? Um, well, I don't know, but even like game by game, they're still like minus 190 to 200, even today. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy yeah. crap, they're chasing two games. Well, that's weirdly so what, what I we did, saw I in... Um, the Dodgers over six and a half. And they scored 11 in the first inning. So it was the least stressful bet I had today. It's wonderful. Go Dodgers, oh, right? Fucking love them. Fuck the Dodgers. All right, let's go into the NBA Finals ratings. Um, so the Lakers beat the Heat in six games. I have some stats for you. And I'm just going to read you these stats and just, like, I mean, oh, no wonder LeBron was playing in these games. So, game <laughs> six of the NBA Finals this year. Obviously... A lot of things going on. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Most sports are down by like 10 to 15% in what their viewings are. If you look at the golf, MLB, football. 5.6 million people watched game six of Lakers heat. That is the lowest ever. So for some context for you guys, the highest viewed game of all time in the NBA finals was game six of the 1998 NBA finals. When Michael Jordan's last game with the Bulls, when they beat the Jazz. And that was 36.9 million. So that's compared to 5.6 million this year, 18.9 last year, Raptors Warriors, which is considered kind of down. There was a sports documentary that came out this year about a certain basketball player, Michael Jordan. That per episode averaged 5.6 million viewers, the same as game six of the NBA Finals. That's fucking bad. And whatever it is that's happening in the NBA, maybe it's the style of play, maybe it's the Warriors being out and KD being hurt. Maybe it's people don't fucking like LeBron. I still think, though, with with Sunday night football going on, too, though, I think that's going to take away... I know it's... it's, You kind of mentioned that, that it's... uh, See, the thing, though, is that that wouldn't happen if Jordan was playing. Wouldn't happen if Kobe was playing. Wouldn't happen if it was that Warriors team the last four years in terms of the ratings they got. There's something to say about this year of the NBA and how they handled it and how they kind of shit the bed with the rankings. I think that, I don't know, I don't want to get too much into it, but I really think that, like, guys, 18.9 million people watched the NBA Finals last year, Game 6 of the Raptors Warriors. 5.6 million watched this year, and the fucking Lakers were in it with LeBron. And yes, you expect it to go down, obviously, because of all the things that happened. But you expect it to go down $14 million? Something to think about. Just putting that out there to everyone. All right, let's get into NFL Week 6. That's what we want to talk about. We don't want to hear my anti-LeBron rants. I understand. <laughs> but, I mean, just the statistics back me up. <clears throat> no um, fuck LeBron today? Fuck LeBron. There we go. Th- thank you for reminding there me, Andrew. All right, like, guys. Episode 50. Yeah, I got to get a couple gotta of those out in. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was funny. Uh, a friend of the friend of the show, Miles, my friend Miles McLaughlin, who um, 
listens and he texts me. He's a big Lakers fan. He's a LeBron guy. And he said, dude, you're the most fucking LeBron hater of all time. And I responded, yes, I am. And I'm proud of it. Chinese spy. Yeah, you should have said thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Doubling down on the Chinese spy take. He's definitely a Chinese spy. Gotta love it. I'll triple down on that. Gotta love it. Let's get into NFL Week 6, guys. Um, Weird week of gambling, obviously, with everything's going up. The game's up in the air. We don't have any Thursday night football. But um, if you guys follow us on Instagram at the Pineapple Couch last week, we actually had something pretty great, pretty awesome. We had our uh, gambling guide for NFL Week 5. That Josh, Andrew, and I, we contributed our picks to, and I got some stats. And then our amazing graphic designer at the Pineapple Couch, Marley Thuma. You can follow her on Instagram, at Marley Lettering, her graphic account, uh, her graphic design account. She made us an awesome spreadsheet of a way that we're going to give you all the stats each week for all the games. And then at the end, we'll give you our picks. So we're going to give you the stats at first, so you can do what you want to do with it. But at the end, you'll get to see what we're taking. And I mean, I would say that we are up as a show, because we are. Um, so you probably want to ride with us, but again, all the information will be there for you. You should check for that on Fridays and Saturdays at the pineapple couch on Instagram and Twitter. And obviously I'll be retweeting that at prop Stark, Andrew and Josh as well. And um, that was pretty cool. Don't you think guys? Yeah, no, no, that was awesome. Actually, uh, shout out Marley that it, it looked incredible. Yeah. She made know? us look way smarter for than real. we are. I just stared at it for like 30 <laughs> minutes cause it was so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> take my eye off it. Hell yeah! <laughs> Keep going All right, guys, back and forth, and looking at the little trees and stuff. Yeah, it's pineapple cash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get into NFL Week Six. Um, we're gonna start with two teams that make no sense. Falcons at Vikings. <laughs> you got the Vikings favored at minus four. The Falcons money line at plus one seventy five. Over under, you're gonna find at 54 and a half. Wow, I don't want to bet on this game. You know how um, every like commercial for like DraftKings, Bavada, all that stuff is like bet responsibly. I do not think I would be <laughs> betting responsibly if I bet on this Falcons Vikings game. I'm so proud of you, Brian. Stay I away, just, buddy. Stay I away. I just can't. I yeah. No, Dan Quinn. Maybe the Falcons are good. <laughs> And then the Vikings that's almost the beat the Seahawks, and then it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. In my best just judgment, to, just I'm to break staying it, away. <laughs> just to break it down, no Dalvin Cook, uh, Dan Quinn fired. Or actually, I shouldn't say no Dalvin Cook. Unlikely Dalvin Cook, I should say. And uh, potentially no Julio Jones either for the Falcons. Uh, this is... Absolutely a stay away. I, I don't know what to make up for either of these teams. The Vikings played it super close with the Seahawks, winning on like a last-second touchdown to uh, Metcalf last week. And the Falcons are bad and just had to fire their head coach are winless. Dude, this the is, Falcons could get up 35 game. to nothing in this game, and you would still <laughs> you be like, fuck, they're going to lose by 14. <laughs> it's, it's like the Falcons, like the Chargers it's, are always going to lose when they get up. The Falcons are also going to lose, but they're going to lose like – even like worse. 30. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't I don't get why the Vikings are favored even by four. This to me is like a pick 'em. I fucking they won one game, poison. and if they don't have Delvin Cook, it's Kirk Cousins versus <laughs> yeah. a Dan Quinless Matt Ryan. I mean, what are we thinking yeah. here? <laughs> Maybe Matt Ryan gets the over would be again. interesting, fully healthy, but no, absolutely not. Stay away. 
Stay Everyone away. Stay away. Stay away. We're stay staying away. away, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's get into this next game. We've got the Ravens at the Eagles. The Ravens are favored oh. by eight points. The Eagles, you can get their money line at plus 285. Over under is going to be at 47.5. The Ravens have looked a little sketchy over the last couple weeks. I'm not too worried, but I do not like laying over a touchdown of eight points in this game because I don't think. Here's my reasoning with this. I'll walk you guys through it. Dak Prescott just got hurt. Sucks. Do we really think the football gods are going to let the Cowboys just walk to win this division with Andy Dalton? Or do we think that the Eagles and Doug Peterson maybe have some fucking (laughs) fuck shit up their sleeve? That's why I'm staying. The Eagles, like, I just feel like because of this Cowboys thing, the Cowboys aren't going to get an easy win in this division. It just never works like that. So I'm kind of afraid. What do you guys think? Yeah, the Eagles are like the peskiest team in the league. I mean, they always they're always in the playoffs, even if they're eight and eight or they're nine and seven. They always find a way, or they're in the hunt, and they kind of hung around. Like I know you had the Steelers, and the Steelers covered last week seven and a half. But it, it was, was thirty one twenty nine. It was, it was, it was like, holy very close. Yeah. They can hang around. Yeah. I mean, they got Sanders. Wentz is starting to get back together a little bit. Maybe. Maybe that tie was a good thing when they did that over Joe Burrow on the long run so they could get a better place, but um, <laughs> eight points too much for me right now. Okay. I 100% agree. I, I think I think Philly's better than this, and I mean, I, I think at the very least it's going to be it's going to be at least like seven points. I think uh, difference, and I know the 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 Ravens looked really impressive last week against Bengals. I guess they basically pitched a shutout yeah they kicked a field goal at the end (laughs) i love that uh so like as a uh pat you on the back congrats on that but they they did look really good but it's the fucking Bengals. i think the eagles are gonna stick around this is a uh uh stay away the Bengals. i want to say though like the the ravens controlled that game but i thought the Bengals did a great job defensively against lamar jackson even in that game like I actually thought, it was, like they did a pretty I good mean, job. I mean, seventeen nothing in the third, and I mean, think about if Joe Burrow doesn't get sacked seven or eight times a game, and maybe he can just <laughs> throw four of those passes. I mean, also, they're not that bad. H. A. Green was a fucking idiot that game too. I I don't know what the he what made he like five dumb mistakes that just really fucked the whole he team. Seems like an insane person. Uh, Kinda, right? Like I'm just being I still real. Don't like, why I think I've ever heard from AJ Green. It's like you're kinda crazy. <laughs> but why didn't they trade him last year? I guess is is the biggest question to me. I think he's they want a parent, kinda parent harmful for, to I don't know. Team. It's just maybe his skill. You think might the Falcons outweigh. will hire Bill O'Brien? I know it's off topic, but that made me think about it. Or something like maybe because they should have <laughs> traded for AJ Bill Green. O'Brien or Anthony Lynn. <laughs> Oh, oh, all right, let's get into this next game. We're speaking of or <laughs> no we answer, the, no comment, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Bears at the Panthers. The Panthers are getting favored by a point and a half here. Maybe Josh's Christian McCaffrey theory is going to be they, coming through. Um, they're listening to me. Bears money line, you get plus one hundred five over under at forty five. Josh, I will start with you. What do you think about this game? You know, as much as I love the Panthers, this is this is probably one of their hardest matchups. I think. Uh, I don't know what to make of the Bears yet either, 
but I think this game is going to be close, hence the, the small line. But I don't trust the Panthers yet in this game because the Bears are, what, one loss? They're four. Mm-hmm. Wait, what week is it? They're five and one? Four and one. They four just one? beat the Bucks. Yeah, I, I think the Bears probably going to win this game, honestly, even though it is in Carolina. But I think the Bears are going to be a little, uh, uh, what's the word? Frisky. Uh, for, not frisky. I feel like we overuse frisky a lot. Yeah, that's true. And it, they are a frisky team for sure, but they're going to be – I feel like they're going to climb into this game and they're going to be able to shut down Mike Davis probably finally some team. That's going to be their, their key in, I feel like, on defense is just Mike Davis. They're going to really make the Panthers a, miss Christian McCaffrey. I think so, honestly. That, so here's the thing I was thinking about the take now about how C-Mac is – this is – sorry, this is my uh, – Panthers soapbox mm-hmm. here, so I'm taking all the uh, the <laughs> opportunity. I have no bet on this game. Floor is yours. <laughs> uh, I think C Mac coming back into this team might actually be for the best because now you don't I think say. they got the rest of the offense. You don't Whoa. say. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey not getting hurt helps a team. Continue. I'm just saying because they've they've looked better without him as as we established. <laughs> Josh is the big biggest Mike Davis, Mike Davis guy, literally yeah, bigger than he like Mike Davis' parents. Like, I talk to Mike Davis' parents. I'm gonna go on this show and talk about him, how much I love him. Yeah, exactly. You know, Brian, the yeah. one thing we're not counting out though is the Mike Davis revenge game against the uh, the team that got rid of him last year. So that's that could be an interesting storyline, but. Um, just, Anyhow, yeah, I think they finally figured Josh out. Josh Bilker <laughs> would have known. I thought I was weird for liking Philip Rivers, and then I mean, I guess Josh, Mike Davis, the backup to Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> saved the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey getting hurt saved them because they had three weeks to figure out their offense, and then when they come back, they'll be better. <laughs> I like it, Josh. I love yeah. it. Listen, Andrew, do you have any plays? I'm on gonna this? buy a Mike Davis jersey by the end of the season. I'll get a Josh. Hey, you better. I mean, if. If the Panthers w- make the playoffs, I'll buy a Mike Davis jersey. I'll least say that you could right do is your friend. Christian McCaffrey like leads them to the playoffs. That wouldn't you feel like pretty hypocritical about that? You should have to get a Christian McCaffrey no. jersey. No, I, I I can't do it because I I, feel like I, I foolhardily. Okay, do. here's the deal: if Christian McCaffrey's hurt on and off the year, <laughs> and Mike Davis leads them to the playoffs, you can get a Mike Davis jersey. If Christian McCaffrey oh, comes yeah. back this week and goes off. And the Panthers win the NFC South. Josh Bilker has to buy a Christian McCaffrey Panthers jersey and wear it on the next four podcasts. Yeah, especially like an authentic one too. You know, I want you like an authentic, like a game worn. (laughs) I want you spending more money than you should. Maybe, maybe my best friend Mike Davis can hook it up with me. And uh, and supply that one. Just steal one from you, his locker You have room, a family maybe. friend on the Panthers, and you don't even want to get a Panthers jersey. <laughs> God. It's tough. It's tough. All right. Um, last shit game. Or I guess there's a couple more shit games, but we'll go quickly through this one. Bengals at Colts. The Colts after just – I mean, honestly, I'm the biggest Phillip Rivers fan in the world, but, like, I understand why if you're a Colts fan you want Jacoby Brissett in. I don't understand how the Colts are getting eight points in this game. I know that they have a good defense and theoretically a good running game. The Bengals money line, I don't have that written down. What, what, let me pull that up really quickly. Sorry. The Bengals money line. It, oh, fuck. I just got rid it's of it. It's 300 right now. Hold on. Okay, it's yeah, 300. 300. Yeah, plus 300. And um, 
The over-under is 46.5. I have a tease related to this game, but otherwise I have no pick. Do you guys have anything to say about it? Are you thinking about doing a little plus 15 action on the Bengals there? You like? See, last week, you might convince me with this tease because last week I did it and I, did, I didn't hit with it because they lost by, whatever, 24 points and they had plus 19 Andrew, I, I really, fucking, want, I really I, want to you, hit a plus 15 You might need to Joe change Burrow. your underwear after the tease I give you oh, on my god. best best today. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, all right, you guys, let's go. And this is a good game we got going here. We got the Browns at the Steelers. The Browns offense has been on fucking fire. We saw that in our best. Our, all three of us locked the Colts last week, and we paid for that. Um, the Steelers are still favored by three and a half. You obviously had the big game from Clayton Claypool, I believe his name. Last week, he had three receiving touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Um, the Browns' money line's at plus 150, and the over-under is at 51. I believe the Browns have been averaging like 33 points a game this year. So I'm going to start off our bets for this episode. I have the Steelers minus 3.5 as a, a best bet, and I also have over 51 points in this game as a best bet. I will give it to Josh first, and then we'll go to Andrew. Yeah, um, I, I'm a little less optimistic about the over just because I think the Steelers defense is really, really fucking good. Um, and the Browns schedule has been really shit, but I'm also jumping in with you. The minus three and a half. I Let's think go. that's way too low. They're undefeated. The Steelers team, their defense is, I know what, I think the Colts are technically maybe not after last week, but they were ranked the best going mm-hmm. into it. I still think the Steelers is the best defense in the league though. And, um, easily three and a half points, way too low. I'm still not a believer in, uh, Baker, he wins this game, though, I might have to change my tune yeah, a little he's been bit. Looking really good I, he has. But, again, look at the teams. I don't think he's – If maybe if the Colts are as good as kind of we thought they were last week, maybe. Dude, I think but the I Colts are think, good like, if they run the ball and play defense. And, like, that's how they can be a good yeah. team. And the way Rivers is playing, it pains me to say it, he's just, like, sabotaging them in a way. So, like, I think the Colts are still a decent team. But they need to figure out their identity, and what their identity is is running the ball and playing good defense and not letting the shit happen. But um, I kind of think that that Browns win over them should be taken with a grain of salt because of how bad Phil Rivers played. So I, I, I love the Steelers minus 3.5. I love the over in 51. Andrew, I know you're you were high on the Steelers coming into this season. You got any action on this? I got the Steelers too. Steelers minus three and a half. Do you think, um, for one, try to imagine that the Browns, I said this last week, so it's going to have to work this week. When are the Browns going to win five consecutive football games? Has that ever happened in any of our lifetimes? No. I think we're going to go back to the Jim Brown era. Yes, this is the Jim Brown. (laughs) Now we can go back to Jim Brown. Two, I hope Mason Rudolph can take a couple snaps right there and just look at Miles Garrett, take a delay. I hope he takes the knee. He should be able to take the knee right in front of Miles Garrett. When that would be so. Because they're gonna awesome. win by they're gonna win by at and least. And then he a should touchdown. pull off his helmet and like shake it in the air Shuck at the end. <laughs> be like, "Fuck you, Joseph Rinaldi. You wanted Miles Garrett to kill me." <laughs> Shout out to you, Joe. Uh, I got the Steelers. So minus three and a half. Same rate. Good, better defense. Browns. I just I can't believe the Browns yet. I can't believe the Browns. Even if yeah. they're four one, I, I can't I, I can't buy it. All right. I totally agree. All right, with sweet. You. I'm gonna run through Jumping these next two games kind of fast and stop me if you have a best bet in them. We got the Broncos at the Patriots. Cam Newton is cleared to play because of, uh, he's recovered from COVID or whatever. Uh, Pats are favored by ten. Broncos money lines plus three twenty five. Over under is forty five. 
I want no fucking piece of this game. I mean, I'd favor that. If I had to do yeah. anything, I'd do Pats minus 10, but, like, I don't want to give up 10 points. Either of you have anything to say about it, or can I go on to the next game? No, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I think 10 points is too high, but I, I do really like the, the Pats in this game. I will just... If you can tease it, a tease would be good. Tease Very lucky for the Patriots to not have to play last week with Brian Hoyer. So now Cam Newton's back. So lucky yeah. little Patriot ball rolling their way, even though it's not in Shocking. the way. Continue. All right, so the next game we have is we have Stephen Young's Detroit Lions versus the Jaguars. The Lions, Matt Stafford, favored by three and a half. The Jags' money line, you can get it plus 160. The over-under is 54 and a half. I don't think any of us have any idea what any of these teams, these two teams are because I just don't think anyone in the world <laughs> knows what the fuck to make of the Jags or the Lions. I think they both suck, but I think that Matt Stafford is good, and I think sometimes Gardner Minshew makes him – like I think Gardner Minshew is one of the 30 best quarterbacks in the NFL. Right, like I mean, <laughs> I'm I, like I'm not saying he should be a backup. Like I think he's decent, but it's just I don't trust either of these teams. Oh, I see. That's what you you meant by that. I just I just thought you meant he's one of the better. I, it's just not the worst. No, I mean I like because going into this year, like, like yeah. some of the lists had him at like 36 to 38, and it was like I think he's a starting yeah, quarterback. Like he makes plays, but I just don't think he has much around him. I just don't trust the Jags, so you guys down to move on to the next game here? Yeah, I don't even want. I don't want to watch this at all. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> it's it's going to be the Stephen worst. Stephen Young, because he's going to watch the whole thing, and God bless him. <laughs> you you call us in and let us know, Steve. Yeah, Stephen will give us an update next week. It'll be great. Um, Texans at Titans is our next game. The Titans are favored by three. The Texans money lines at plus one sixty five. Over under is at fifty three. I mean, I think all of us are loving the Titans right now. Is this a triple? Is this a triple lock again? Yeah, and that worked out really well last week, the huh? Titans minus three is my lock. <laughs> I'm not locking it this week. Thank you, Andrew. Oh, yeah, smart. I I actually am locking. Yeah, this, Josh though, and I. Josh, I let's go. Okay, Andrew's being smart here because yeah. I think it it might not be it might be unlucky to lock something with all three of us. But Josh, I'm totally in on the Titans <laughs> minus three. Andrew, that's the best bet though from you, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm voting I think, for the Titans. I think, yeah, I think the Titans could dismantle this team. I think that um, the only reason that any of this is a little scary is because Bill O'Brien isn't the Texans' coach anymore. And while that is funny, I don't know if we should take much credit of that. I think the Titans are going to roll this team because I think Bill O'Brien still coached this team and got them ready. So I think that um, Mike Vrabel and the Titans will be able to get <laughs> it's, get a dominant win. Um, any other thoughts on this yeah. game? Bill, Bill O'Brien had his fingerprints all over this roster, so you literally, know, just there's there's still a lot of there's still a lot of uh, Bill O'Brien stank <laughs> all over this team. Um, I I just don't know. The Titans just had an insane win against an undefeated Bills team. I imagine this line's gonna shoot up probably within the next. That's why days. we put it in fucking right now after now. this podcast. We're gonna put yeah, this out tonight, folks, so you'll be able to get it. Uh-uh. So go ahead. Further and and the tight the Texans haven't done anything to be favored by less than a touchdown against a good team like this either. I, I, I think this people is like easy. Deshaun Watson. This, they're gonna put the money on him. Big Teller likes Deshaun. Big Dog does. However, I like Deshaun. I you know that, but I will I, say I, the I do the over as well. You're I taking think the Titans. Also my best game, bet here. You don't like Deshaun that much. No, not this week. I hate Deshaun this week. 
<laughs> I love that. Okay, here's another shit game. Uh, the Washington football team at the New York Giants. The Giants are favored. Minus two and a half. You can get the Washington money line at plus 120 over under at 43. Do any of you give a fuck about this game? Um, no. Andrew I, said I made no. a resolution. <laughs> <laughs> I made a resolution to myself at the end of last week. What was your resolution? That I would not be... I would not be betting on any NFC East games uh, again for for any other uh, any. That's these you like the team from Washington, though, Josh. I know you do. <laughs> he does. He's looking I at know, that I money know. line. He secretly bets on the team from Washington. Look at him. Look at that smile every day. <laughs> you know he takes, the, <laughs> he takes the professional team's money it's, line uh, every time. I just I like my health too much to bet on either one of these teams. Yeah, in this I game. think it's an absolute um, stay away. So. Maybe maybe the under, because I don't think either of these teams are going to put up points, but I still think it's a stay away. That's a good point. That, it's, it's a low See, the under, The thing with though, this game so is it's either going to be, like, 17 to 14 or, like, 56 55. to, like, 48. Like, you know, it's just they're so bad. It's like, what the fuck's going to happen? Okay, here's a game. I mean, this division's wide open, too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something a little up. risky in this next game, guys. Oh, I like it. Oh. Got the Jets at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored by 9.5. You get the Jets money line at plus 315, the over-under at 47. On last Sunday's podcast, episode 49 of the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob, I said something. I said that I would continue to bet against the Jets against the spread for the rest of the year. And, folks, (laughs) I believe I'm a man of my word. Best bet... Brian Flores, one of my favorite coaches in the NFL, really, with the way this Dolphins team is playing. They just beat the shit out of the 49ers. The Jets suck. The Jets are the worst team in the NFL. Give me the Dolphins minus 9.5. I want something to sweat on Sunday morning. Best bet, Dolphins minus 9.5. Let's go, folks. Brian Fitzpatrick. The Harvard man. Touchdown to the winless Jet team without Le'Veon Bell. Hmm. I, I made a promise. Well, I'm going to stay away from this game because, but I, I do like the Dolphins a lot more than the Jets. So, there, there you go, Brian. I like the Dolphins better. Thank you, Big Dog. Thank you for the words of encouragement, Josh. You got anything on this before we move on? Um, I, I love the Dolphins. I think they're they're my sweetheart team. Ooh. They're just the team that can do no wrong in my so mind. Are you joining right me? And uh, line, he likes uh, Washington. Uh, <laughs> That's my favorite. This new thing about Josh is a diehard Washington football team. Yeah, I know he, he was telling me. He secretly it, bets it every week, dude. Ron Rivera's story was inspiring. See, see, it's all coming <laughs> out now. Much. It is all coming out. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyhow, um, I, I would never bet on Kyle Allen. Is is he still starting? Actually, I don't even know. I should know this. Actually, I'm just gonna come in with all the Washington football team facts and history. Yeah. So, are you jumping in in Dolphins minus nine and a half? Yeah. So to stay on topic, uh, no, no. Ryan Fitzpatrick should never be favored by more than a touchdown, and I'm 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 sorry. I I think they blew their load last week, and I think that's gonna be the highest point of the season. And I, I love them going forward, too, but I, I just can't. Obviously it's, not it's too, too much. much. All right, here's um here's a really good game. <laughs> Packers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Packers are favored by a point. Tampa Bay money line is minus 105. 
over under is at 55 points i think the packers are a little bit behind or tied for the best team in the nfc with the seahawks packers minus one is a best bet for me i think they are going to beat the shit out of the bucks i don't think the bucks are that good the bucks just lost to the bears I love Aaron Rodgers in this spot because he's going to go give a big middle finger to Tom Brady because he's not with Bill Belichick anymore. And all Aaron Rodgers has heard his whole career. I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers guy, but it's like, oh, imagine Aaron Rodgers with Bill Belichick. And he's going to go fucking stick it to Tom Brady. This is personal. Aaron Rodgers is that type of guy. Packers minus one over 55 points. Those two best bets from your boy B-Rob. What do you guys think? I got the Packers too. I, I love, oh, I love the cheese this year. I love them. Is that a lock? Um, it's not a lock. I'm saving my lock. Ooh. Wow, you still have a lock coming yeah, you up. You know what I'm, my lock I'm is. I'm actually impressed. I know what his lock is. You know what it is coming off a. Oh, I, oh, I. You think the you Cardinals, know. right? Oh, see, I thought about that, but no. <laughs> um, Packers minus one. They're just they're better. Like this line yeah. should be th- at least three Brady or four. Doesn't look I would good. say. And I'm a big Brady guy. I think he's like yeah. a great like. Like one, of the, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. He has not looked that great this year. The offensive line in Tampa Bay has a lot of problems. I think that the Packers are going to win by seven to fourteen points. Actually, yeah, they, they're just they're better in every facet of the game. I think. And is Devontae Adams coming back? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Josh, you know? even not if he's not, I'm yeah. still taking the Packers. I'm same. Also making this the best bet. Uh, coming off a of bye week, by the way, nobody mentioned this. Oh, so good point. Rogers off good a bye week, um, unstoppable. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I remember seeing like a year or two ago that Aaron Rodgers off a of bye week is like ungodly good. Um, so I for sure by a point. That's that's just that's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing to the league. It's embarrassing to Vegas by a point. Yeah, I'm taking the Packers, and also I'm with the over here as well. On top of that, I, I'm it's boring. I know. I'm Let's sorry go. to hop in with Let's you. Let's go. Let's get in the hole. But <laughs> it's not fun when you take the over, Josh. If you took the under, I would have got Godwin. Missed, but it's okay. Godwin coming back, Devontae Adams coming back as well. I, both these teams going to be full force offense at least. It's it's easy. I think both these teams have the capabilities to put up four touchdowns easily. A yep. week Let's ago, go. the Chargers were up. 20 points or whatever and they did the same thing where they blow it Aaron Rodgers won't do that mm-hmm. this week okay so we got um for the Sunday night football game and we're gonna do the Monday night I'm gonna give out the Monday night football games today in case you guys want to put in your bets early obviously because lines change but then obviously on the Sunday night football uh on our Sunday night podcast we will recap them but Sunday night football we have Rams at 49ers the Rams are favored by three and a half you can get the 49ers money line at plus 150 over under is 51 and a half and gentlemen i have no idea what the fuck to think about this game i have no idea who the 49ers are anymore i don't know if they're gonna start cj bethard or jimmy garoppolo i last week said i kind of believe in jared should Goff they even again. start jimmy g anymore i mean <laughs> maybe like, they should go bethard i mean it's like i know and it's like so like they're, the injuries to the 49ers. God, I just, line I'm so confused too. Underestimated. Nick Bosa um, was their best defensive player last the year. The Rams favored and by three and a half. I have a good player. The Rams are fraud. I said the Rams are frauds three weeks ago. So I, I, I semi agree with them being frauds. They're not but I that think good. This is bullshit. They're hitting everyone on the right week. Good in the NFC this year and make the playoffs. I don't think the NFC is that good. I don't know. I think it's getting tough, though. Like, once again, they're catching the Niners on the right week. 
too. So do you think that so. the Niners... What do you think about this game, then? Because I have no play in it. I don't know. I'm, uh, it's Sunday Night I Football, so I will bet on I, it eventually. I'll update you guys. I just don't know. I would lean San Francisco, honestly. See, and just the thing is, though, I'm not going to take San back. Francisco plus three and a half. I'd go San Francisco money line if I'm going to go on. Yeah. I take the three and a half. I was that would be my lane. Josh, anything? Yeah, I, there's a lot of weird games this week. Where I, I mean, you talked about the lines and the Jags being just identif- identityless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. exactly. Uh, I'm making up words here, and yeah, I, I like the Our Rams. Podcast is called the in, Pineapple in the Couch. We are allowed to make up words. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know, like I. I don't think the Niners are as bad as they were last week. I think there was more of a testament to how bad uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was the first half. And I think if you know they ruled C.J. Beathard that entire game, I think it would have been a lot closer. Uh, and also, I think it's more a testament to how good the Dolphins were. But I don't think either of these teams are really that dominant. And I don't want to bet against either one of these teams. I think the money line bet would probably be best if you have a strong favoring either way. But I think it's probably going to be field goal or something like that in this game. It's it's a weird game. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it though. I think it's going to be very telling. But yeah, I, I agree. This fuck. is good. We're going to learn a lot from this game. I really think like Andrew thinks the Rams are frauds, and I don't think he's crazy at all for thinking about that. But if the Rams go and beat no, the I shit out of the 49ers this week, Andrew gotta mean something a little but i think the 49ers could definitely come in and beat the shit out of the ramps so it's just like i don't know what the fuck should do so we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about this game is what i'm thinking so let's go to monday night football i got my notepad ready for that night Mm -hmm. so yeah so maybe we'll give out check us on twitter we might give out some live bets (laughs) yeah he's got his washington football team notepad already yeah i got my my washington football uh all my gear I, I bought I bought in early. I'm gonna to send the, you a Washington game. football team hat. He's got All an right. Alex Smith poster by him too. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> what an inspiration. Um, RG three is his favorite player. Uh, Chiefs at Bills is gonna happen at two o'clock on Monday. We usually don't talk about the Monday games, but because things are so up in the air, we're just gonna give you our picks. And on Sunday night, if anything changes, well, we're giving out our picks now that are not gonna change, but we might add stuff Sunday night. Um, you're getting the Chiefs at the Bills. Uh, the Chiefs are favored by three and a half. The Bills money line is at plus one seventy. Over under at fifty seven and a half. Big dog, take the floor. So we love Josh Talon, right? We we all like him. Who do we love way more? Pat well, I pr- I swore to God that I would bet on the Chiefs minus the spread for every game for the rest of the year. I'm in with you on that too. Last week sucked. They they were Suck they dick. almost. Dude, they were winning like 24 to 3 and they almost ran away and then I don't know what happened. I really don't know what happened. I know the Bills are coming Derek off Hart a weird loss. Threw some balls. But the Chiefs coming off like a devastating loss to the Raiders and even the week before that against the Patriots they didn't look that good. I'm never going to bet against Pat Mahomes again. I told yep. you that. I'm with you. Then. I'm going to take the you. three and a half and that's a lock. And I it's not a lock for me but it's the best bet for me. Big dog Chiefs minus three and a half. Josh, what you got? God damn, yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat as you be, Rob. Once again, three and a half. I mean that's easy. And the over maybe too if it wasn't alike, too high. Josh. But great minds think alike. I, 
True. That's a very good point. Over's a little too high for me, yeah, but I, yeah. I do. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a great. That's a great afternoon Monday night football game. Holy shit! Bills like mm-hmm. Chiefs like because think about it. The Ravens Chiefs was supposed to be the best game of the year. That was kind of like a dud. You know what I mean? This Bills Chiefs game theoretically could be one of the best games of the year. I don't know. I think they're both two exciting teams. You got two, probably the two biggest arms in the NFL easily. Allen and Mahomes. That'll be great. Excited for that. Hate to bet against the Stallion, but you know when I tell the Pineapple Couch listeners that I'm betting on the Chiefs minus spread every week, and I tell my good friend Big Dog that I'm doing that with him, we are going to do it together. So Chiefs minus three and a half. That's a lock for Big Dog. That's a best bet for me and Josh. Last Monday night football game. I have no play on it yet. Maybe we'll reapproach this on Sunday. Cardinals at the Cowboys. The Cardinals are favored by two. You can get the Cowboys money line plus 110. Obviously, the Cowboys are underdogs because of the unfortunate Dak Prescott injury, so they have Andy Dalton playing. The over-under is 55. I don't know how to feel about this game, Andrew, but I'm just going to start it with this statement to you. I think the Cowboys can make the playoffs and be a decent team this year with Andy Dalton as their starting quarterback because I don't think Andy Dalton is as good as Dak Prescott, but I don't think he's as bad as some people might think. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could make the playoffs because we said before, during the NFC East. I don't know if their defense will ever get fixed. Something like me, I want to take the minus two Cardinals, but that seems something seems wrong about that yeah, like why is it only yeah. minus two i'm staying away as of right now maybe sunday night i'll put a pick in but right now i'm staying away yeah josh what are you thinking yeah um let me let me present my case here for cards minus two because i i'm taking it honestly it's best bet uh i think kyle murray's good i think this offense is insane but moreover I think this Cowboys defense is bad. It's historically bad. And you're selling me that the Cowboys have been down almost every game that Dak was quarterbacking, basically, by a lot of points. The uh, the Browns game especially, right? And then the, the Cowboys had to fight back like tooth and nail just to even make it close in the fourth quarter, third quarter, second half, whatever you want to say. I don't think... Andy Dalton is better than Dak Prescott. I think we can all agree. No, I agree. And it's, I don't. They got to play differently. It, exactly, and I think this Cardinals team is going to put up way too many points for the Cowboys to come back. I I agree with you. I like the Cowboys going forward. Um, but I guess not like, but I I I don't think it's we should be as down as maybe they should be losing their starting quarterback with Andy Dalton. He's a great backup quarterback. Arguably, maybe one of the best yeah. backup quarterbacks in the league I outside agree. of. To a, um, but I think easily this Cardinals team is going to put up a lot, a lot of points, and I just I don't trust Andy Dalton to come back in this game. Two points is too easy. Minus two. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm not going to join you on the minus two, but if the line stays the same on Sunday night, I will probably take that minus two because I like to have action on the Monday night football games. Um, so that's a preview of this weekend's NFL games. Before we wrap up, and we'll have a conversation with Mitchell Rincon about one of our favorite bands, Twin Peaks, I just want to recap our official best bets for this week. I will go first, followed by Andrew and then Josh. Guys, have your records ready at the beginning and then give out your best bets. All right, so with that Chargers win plus seven on Monday night, my record goes to 25-18-2. Here are my best bets for this week. I have the Steelers minus three and a half against the Browns. Over 51 in that game as well. The Titans minus three. 
the Packers minus one, over 55 in the Packers Bucks, uh, Dolphins minus nine and a half, Chiefs minus three and a half, and that teaser I was talking to you about, Big Dog, the teaser I have this week is I have the Ravens minus two, the Bengals plus 14, and the Dolphins minus three and a half. What do you got, Big Dog? God, I like that tease a lot. 15 and 10 this year. Got the Packers minus one, Chiefs minus three and a half, Steelers minus three and a half, Titans minus three. And then I'm going to do a Chiefs Raven teaser. Six points. So it brings it Ravens minus two, Chiefs plus three and a half. It's a great bet. Josh, what do you got for us? That's pretty good. Um,. My uh, my overall record right now is twelve eight and three, uh, and I took the Steelers minus three and a half, Titans minus three as my lock, and the over fifty three points on that game, Packers minus one, and the over fifty five on that game. I just like certain games this week, so I kind of went heavy double down on uh, these games. Yeah, and then uh, Chiefs minus three and a half, and I'm taking that Cards minus two. Love to hear it. Um, we will be having our uh, week six gambling guide will be coming out Friday night, Saturday morning on the Pineapple Couch on Instagram and Twitter. You'll have all of our best bets recapped there, as well as the up-to-date lines, the over-unders, money lines, all that shit. You can find that on the pineapplecouch.com. Um, thank you to Josh and Andrew for being on. I mean, I love both these guys more than anything. We're on episode 50, and it's because of good guys like this. And we're having a good time talking, and we're so thankful for the listeners. I love you both. Love you too, B-Rob. Love you too. Always a pleasure. It's a a love fest. It's a soft podcast. I want to get a love you out of Andrew. All right, that's NFL Week 6 predictions in the books. Andrew loves me. I feel good. Um, We'll be back on Sunday night to recap NFL Week 6. Stay tuned. We're going to be breaking down some Twin Peaks with a great friend of the program, Mitchell Rincon. Always a pleasure, boys. Go Washington. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Welcome back to The Pineapple Couch, episode 50. And I really thought there would be no better way to celebrate the 50th episode of The Pineapple Couch than talking about one of my favorite bands of all time, definitely favorite current band, with one of my best friends, and definitely my brother in Twin Peaks fandom, it's Mitchell Rincon. Mitch, how you doing, buddy? (laughs) Pretty good, Brian. Uh, Congrats on the 50, just like to say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, what we're going to do is we've done a couple of these. I did, I believe we did a Rolling Stones one. We did a guitar one. We did a Growlers one. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking through the Twin Peaks um, catalog, talking a bit about the band, maybe our experiences seeing them, and then just give you some of our favorite Twin Peaks songs and put together a playlist that you can listen to. And I'm sure random conversations will come up within that. How's that sound, Mitch? Yes. You know, roll the dice, see how it goes. Mm-hmm. So it is a draft, but again, it's really not a competition because we're putting it into the same playlist. So well, we're yeah. cr- it is a competition at the same time. But it's always a competition, it. Brian. <laughs> I still, um, okay, I still so, think that I can outrun you in a hundred meters. I just think that's insane. I think you're truly mad if you think that. Well, I mean, especially like I'll give it to you. Maybe now, 
freshman year of college. Oh my god, I had it then. Oh, Brian, that was the fittest I'd ever been. Yeah, well, I'm saying I have not been as fit since that moment, so <laughs> it's just been going downhill gradually. Um, okay, but Mitch, I'm going to give you the first pick. You're going to give us a song by Twin Peaks. We're going to add to this playlist. Um, actually, let's give a little background. Twin Peaks, out of Chicago, Illinois, um, made up of they're a five-piece band now. You've got Caden James. Caden James um, he is their lead guitarist. you got uh, Clay Frankel, who is a rhythm guitarist and vocalist. Caden uh, James is also um, a vocalist. You got Jack Dolan, JD. He plays bass and also sings. You got Colin Croom, who came, um, he recorded with them on their second album, Wild Onion, but didn't really officially enter the band until Down in Heaven. He plays the Rhodes keyboard. He plays guitar. He can really do it all. He can also sing. He's their uh, utility man, wouldn't you say, Mitch? I would say. He's the John Paul Jones of the group. Mm-hmm. And then you got Connor on the drums, um, and he's a very, very, very fun drummer to watch live because he's very uh, energetic and animated and also just a great drummer. Yeah, the man doesn't wear sleeves, which is cool. It, it's sweet. It's sweet. And um, so Twin Peaks, they have about five albums, four albums out right now if you're going to count their Sweet 17 single series. I would. Um, I would, yeah. It's, it's a full uh, comp. It's like 12 tracks. And so we're just going to take a deep dive through their tracks and as we mentioned, certain th- songs... Some things will come up. And yeah, Mitch, why don't you get us going and take uh, the first selection in this Twin Peaks song draft of one of our favorite bands. Uh, first song, a uh, song that we both love dearly. Uh, I'm sure you probably could have guessed it would be my number one. Is I think I know what your number was. I'm curious to hear what it is. Off Sweet 17 singles, which, uh, first of all, the best idea that any band has ever had in, yeah, wait, in releasing break it down an album. For, so tell, them, tell the listeners how they did that. So it was basically an album uh, made up of, was it every two weeks? Every month they dropped two singles. Every month. Yeah. Every month they dropped two singles and it was just the best thing ever. Just constantly getting. It was a build up to the album. Yeah. It was awesome. I'm surprised more bands haven't done stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And I don't know why they, I mean, they've released like different like hat like they just released side a which is like half Mm -hmm. an album um Mm -hmm. which is something kind of similar but yeah it was great i was down in mexico studying and just every month just two new songs there's always something to look forward to always something to look forward to always something to talk about just fresh music all the time which is always nice there was definitely multiple times because that was our senior year in college um uh, when that happened and there was multiple times and you you know me much so this probably won't surprise you but we'd be like all out like at a bar or something and I would get the notification on Spotify that two new Twin Peaks songs came out and I don't care where I was who I was with alright see you guys gonna go home and listen to Twin Peaks <laughs> it is true well yeah that's kind of what happened when Down in Heaven came out too but that's that's oh my gosh talk about that later yeah okay so a uh, great start pick by you to start it off wait you haven't even said I haven't it even yet said I know it. what it's gonna be though Sweet 17 so. singles the album the band uh, Twin Peaks the song Shake Your Lonely Clay Frankel on the vocals on that, a beautiful track. Clay Frankel on the vocals, uh, got a little twang with, um, uh, uh, what, Cadian? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just uh, a beauty of a song. Definitely, definitely. Um, one of their better, I think they have a couple acoustic songs, so you have that and Heavenly Showers. Um, they're very good that way. Um, I am going to take the song with my first pick, the song that I first heard by Twin Peaks, that 
basically melted my mind and mitch remembers this i we were living together at the time and i come to mitch it's like 8 30 in the morning mitch has been sleeping i'm all hyped up on coffee i'm like mitch i found it i found it i found it and that song was i found a new way off their album wild onion another clay frankel sang song and just the energy is infectious and still i mean when you think about it, it's one of my favorite songs to open an album ever mm-hmm. and i know that sounds crazy but i found a new way is awesome it totally represented opening the doors and getting really into twin peaks for me so that's what i will take yeah except black dog you know i think that's the best okay. way to open an album but yeah um yeah that was like Rocks when we were, we were living in the garage and mm-hmm. uh we we're both just on the hunt for the next rolling stones and mick jagger yeah desperately and what it was like it was between Twin Peaks and Foxygen, and yeah, I forget Foxygen who else. And the, the districts we didn't say mm-hmm. Rob Grote was like Jagger, but they had the rock and roll element, and the districts yeah, yeah. really fell off. Um, <laughs> had some great albums to start off, though. I don't want to forget that. But uh, Twin Peaks really like they came in and they took us by force. They it's an I said this it's infectious. They are they make you want to live a rock and roll carefree lifestyle when you listen to their music it's awesome mm-hmm. um yeah so second song i'm gonna take is um well i guess another little backstory like we kind of got into them at, like right after wild onion came out mm-hmm. um right before down in heaven came out yeah I believe and, Walk to the One You Love came out mm-hmm. a month or two after, like as the first single after we started listening to them. Yeah, and I was like, ah, Brian, like this is kind of cool. And then Walk to the One You Love happened, and that just freaking unleashed something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Is that your pick? Um, Sure. Yeah, I'll take Walk to the One You Love. Down Another in, great opening track. First song off Down in Heaven. Me and Brian were in the garage again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or you were outside, uh, and I was in the garage right when it dropped, and I just came out. No, no, no that I, was the full. That was the full album. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. I was, was outside album. playing Beer Eye, and I believe because that was the same night Coloring Book came out. Uh huh. And you came to me, and you're like, Brian, doesn't matter. We gotta listen. We gotta finish this. And I was like, okay. And we listened to. Obviously, we'll talk about some of those songs. But great pick by you. Walked the one you love. I'm going to throw out with my second pick. Um. One of their new songs, a song that I think, Ooh. and I'm known to exaggerate, but I would say that this is the best rock and roll song of the 21st century. Okay. Oh Mama, off Look Out Low. That track fucking bangs. They There's a part in that song where it literally sounds exactly like the Stones in 69 on that U.S. tour and songs like Sympathy for the Devil, the, the howling and screaming by Clay, the vicious guitar licks from Kadian and Colin, just in an all-time cool music video. Um, that song, when it came out, I just was like, holy fucking shit, here we go again. They cannot stop. I, I love that song. Yeah, that, that was a killer music video, too. It's total throwback mm-hmm. to like kind of their older like a little grungier stuff which was oh yeah 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 very, it was very nostalgic which i liked mm-hmm. what do you got for us? i say like older it's like what like three years ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like in 69 70 it's crazy uh yeah, crazy times song three is another one off down in heaven the top of my list is is fairly down in heaven heavy mm-hmm. like four out of five 
And then, I don't even have it in order. I just have songs written down, and I'm just like putting a gun to my head each time and saying, "Choose one." Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, tis the way that we both live our lives. Yes, exactly. What do you got for us? Uh, I got Heavenly Showers. Ooh, uh, I thought that was going to be your first pick. Really? Mm-hmm. It's it's on my number two. It's as number two, but Walk the One You Love came up, so I figured I'd just fire that one off. But yeah. Heavenly Showers, uh, probably my favorite, I mean, definitely my favorite acoustic song that they do. Um, they have a great, was it Lightning uh, 1-0? Yeah. It's, it's, in Nashville, I yeah, believe? Yeah, Nashville radio station that uh, Clay and uh, Katie and just rip on. They're like, it's the first time they'd ever played it like live. Mm-hmm. And they just wail on it in uh, on acoustic guitars, and it's just wonderful, beautiful. Yeah, and very beautiful guitars they're playing with too. In that, um, all right, <clears throat> I am going to join you for my pick here on the Down in Heaven train. Down in Heaven for me, it's really hard to think of an album that's come out in my life that I like more. It's a perfect album. Just like, it's a perfect and album. When it came out, it's just like the soundtrack to like a year or two of my life. Um, and so my this song is maybe my favorite song in the world to drive through, especially when it's summer and slow, not many people around, beautiful day. Roll the windows down, Mitch, and you blast some getting better. And mm. nothing can beat that. <laughs> JD with the smooth bass and just the beautiful piano in the background from Colin. And it does make you think that life is going to get better. It's a great song. It is a great song. And I know uh, you're a very heavy jd vocals guy and clay and clay i mean yeah i mean obviously clay yeah we talk about this uh but i know you yeah i go more jd you go more kadian yeah more in terms of like songwriting not necessarily like i i like jd's vocals Mm -hmm. um but songwriting i kind of pivot kadian but yeah i mean that's what's so cool about them they have all these songwriters and so that's why we're getting so much music from them it's great yeah it's amazing like to to have that luxury to just have four or five legitimate songwriters and like Mm -hmm. have to whittle down music like that's why you have so many like singles and and kind of like yeah and another thing to mention on that point is they're very connected in that chicago music scene so they're like homeboys with the guys in Whitney. Um, I don't is Ohm from Chicago or they're from England? Couldn't tell you. Uh, but they work a lot with the Ohm girls. I mean, they're they're really yeah an integral part of that local Chicago music scene. So on their records, you will see guys like Will Miller of Whitney, the trumpet player. He's playing on the Twin Peaks album and stuff like that. So uh, it's a it's. Chicago music scene, I mean, Miss, you and I have talked about this so much. I don't know if I've talked about it too much on the pod, but when we were in college, and I'd say still now, just one of the coolest music scenes by far. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, even just like their circle, like, you know, Knox Fortune, mm-hmm. Knox uh, Fortune. like the post, Grape Tooth. the post animal dudes. Yeah, Grape oh, Tooth. Yeah. Uh, they just. They're boys with the nude party. They're not from Chicago, mm-hmm. but nude party. And I'm pretty sure Twin Peaks and the districts toured. Yeah. I saw them in Denver. Oh yeah, that was a fun. I was, I was throwing up. Yeah, yeah, you were throwing up and bailed on us. <laughs> well, I mean, it turned out I needed a new esophagus. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll give him a I'm pass sorry. on that one. Yeah, I'm sorry you need a new esophagus to drive and camp for four days, five days, and see your favorite band ever. Yeah. Hey, we after this uh, 
COVID shit ends, we are going to be going to see a Twin Peaks show. I might have to fly out to New York to see one with you, and you might have to fly to San Francisco to see one with me. Um, I'm going to give you my next. Did you go after I said getting better? No, I didn't. So what do you got for me then? I got uh, Wanted You, just an absolute belter of a song, also off Down in Heaven. Um, Yeah, that just hits hits deep. A quintessential rock song in an all-time music video. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, you can keep it rolling. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. Wanted You is, in my eyes, the Twin Peaks song. I, I totally understand. Like, if, if, if somebody is asking about Twin Peaks, I say, listen and watch Wanted You. It's a good, they have the one at uh, the video on YouTube of them at Bonnaroo, I think, is the live video of them doing Wanted You, and Clay just is the ultimate showman that he always is in that. Um, all right, I'm going to follow you up on that. This is my favorite love song of all time, probably. It will be the song that I play at my wedding. <laughs> it is Sweet Thing off Wild Onion. Mm. One of just the greatest love song to me ever. I love it. It's so simple, so perfect, so great. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing what you can do with just like one yeah three chords one chord progression and it's inspiring yeah and they repeat the lyrics and the two verses are almost identical i think and it's just that's just the talent of clay i mean we'll talk about that multiple times on this but clay frankel to me is the like if i were looking at the young talented people in music that like matter a lot to me because I know if you like include hip hop, that includes like a lot more people. But for me, Clay Frankel is that young person who's like, I everything that dude puts out, count me in, I'm in. And especially like when you think about his work with Grape Tooth. Yeah, dude, Grape Tooth rules. Uh, we saw a great show, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the man can write a melody like there's no tomorrow. It, it, like, it's unbelievable. Just whips them out, and and it's just. He's that perfect cross between Lou Reed and Mick Jagger. Yeah, just makes me feel like I'm worthless. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Same. Uh, so on that note, what do you got for us next? Um, I got one off Look Out Low, uh, which is the new album they just put out. What, like, that's 29th? Last October. Yeah. Last September or October? Yeah. Um, uh, Better Than Stoned. Ooh. Another Clay Frankel classic. Another Clay Frankel classic. Great melody. Great chorus. Um, great message, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a that's a great one. That's um. I always think of. There's two songs. I'll actually just follow you up with a song that's on Lookout Low and better than Stoned and the, the song I'm gonna take Under a Smile. I legitimately think both of those songs could be on Some Girls by the Stones. And you would just like, if you yeah. just put him on the album and you didn't know, you'd just be like, oh, this, this totally fits. <laughs> so Under a Smile, I'm putting that on. It's a, a another great song from Look Out Low. Um, you got the beautiful harmony work from Om, Omi. I always mispronounce their name, but uh, great, great voices from them that really get that higher pitched vocal. And I mean, as Mitch just said, just another Clay Frankel classic. 
Yeah, I mean that song rules. That's <laughs> all you can kind of say. It's so cool. <laughs> there's a so there's no um live video of that song on YouTube, but there is one if you search it on Google. The dark web. And it's, yeah. Yeah, there is one, and it's a it's not the dark web, but like I forget some website has it. So if you haven't seen Under Smile Live, just Google that and you can find that. Um, what do you got for us next, Mitch? Um, I got a song off their first album, Sunken. Uh, which is just unreal live. Um, oh yeah, because they recorded it on Grand- GarageBand. Yeah, they, yeah. So a little like, story for the folks: they released Sunken on GarageBand so they could do like a garage basement tour before they went to college. Yeah, and then they went to college for like what, like a month? A couple then- months. And then we're like, like, fuck this, let's make music. Yeah, like, oh, this Twin Peaks thing is kind of cool. And then... (laughs) Good choice. (laughs) Definitely a great choice by them. Um, So you're taking something off Sunk, and what do you got? You got a lot of good options. I got Natural Villain. You got a lot of good options on Sunk, and what are you going to take? Oh, I say I got Natural Villain. Ooh. It's just... Ace live is yeah oh yeah just power garage masterpiece like Mm -hmm. the first time I heard that live it fucking changed me and also oh uh, this is what you can do natural villain is their beer Mm -hmm. is the name of their lager they released about a year and a half ago with uh, goose very good lager I will say goose island yeah I got I drove kind of far to go get them but (laughs) I did and I enjoyed them um. So I'm going to follow you up. You got something off Sunken. I'm going to take a single now. And this single is mm. not on um, Sweet 17 singles. I think this is a, just a perfect sad boy rock song, which we all can relate to. It's called I Don't Want to Miss You. And it's another Clay Frankel classic. The way his voice just kind of rolls throughout the song is a way to put it. It's just great. It's And the lyrics on it are so, like, relatable that's the thing with twin peaks lyrics is it's like they're our age and it's just really relatable it's not too complex the lyrics even though there are some deeper messages behind the stuff i assume but just really relatable lyrics for people like us so um for dummies i don't want to miss you (laughs) for dummies like us (laughs) yeah that's like like it's amazing that they just have these how did that song not make it? I don't I mean, know. It was like that's going down in heaven. Down in heaven stacked. Yeah, it's a perfect album. And yeah, I mean, you could make it a 20 song album, but they're not going to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that's the luxury of just having this just excess talent is is you just get these random singles out of nowhere that just blow you away. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um... My next song is another sunken song, Ooh. and it is Irene. God damn it! I wanted to take Irene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what do you have to say about it? I mean, it's just fucking so sweet and so pure. Yeah, it's just like this, just longing song. That's just, it's just like, ah, it's like it's pensive and and uh, emotional and uh, just drowning and wonderful and i mm-hmm. i got a cat now her name's jolene so i've just been jolene i've just been substituting her name 
for Irene. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I just sing with... to her. <laughs> I think I've been annoying Marley because I've been, you know, the song Jamie's Crying by Van Halen. I've just been oh, saying Marley's <laughs> Crying. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sure she loves it. She that. wasn't crying, though, though. I was not. I didn't do it. Yeah, like, she wasn't crying. What did you do to um, her, Brian? Uh, just i was myself yeah um okay i'm gonna take one off down in heaven i remember exactly where i was in the world when this single dropped it was the third single to come out for down in heaven um i was walking behind the cal poly recreation center i was actually in front of marley's house i didn't even know marley then but that's just a little back story i'm um, holding roses yeah. Now Evan wasn't there yet. Me and Evan ended up living in that house too, but we hadn't yeah. done that yet. We were—I was just walking by, and I just remember it because "Holding Roses." When I heard that song, the chorus so simple, but "Goodbye, baby, I really wish you could have stayed." And the way Clay screams it, what can I say? Another Clay Frankel classic, folks. Yeah, another just righteous chorus. Um, great music video too. Some cool like, uh, just zoomy cartoony uh oh yeah stuff going on um let's see what do i got next i got a sweet 17 single uh another just wonderful acoustic song it's gonna be fat chance Mm, beautiful little tuna there yeah tuna action yeah kind of about what you're talking about them like going to college and like leaving college just like a, a nice uh a nice uh you know lyrical story and journey that you can you know take with tuna i would love to go on a spiritual journey with tuna i don't know about you um i am going to follow you up that was a great pick i'm gonna go back to look out low i'm gonna go back to my guy colin i'm gonna take fairy song i think it's a beautiful mm-hmm. song it's actually my most listened to song of last year really and yeah, but it was because of the, it was I think it was the first or second single to come out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a perfect, perfect sad song, kind of about a breakup, but living far apart, relatable. Um, what is my song. what is my most listened to song? Hmm. Uniquely yours, Strutter by Kiss. <laughs> 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 what <are> you- <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wish uh oh it's velvet underground rock and roll that's pretty good I'm surprised it's not a twin peaks song i think for like four years straight is twin peaks mm-hmm. yeah i i believe four of the last five years for me have been twin peaks and the one before that i think it was something off currents that makes sense um so what what do you got for you'll, you'll your hip, next pick here, Mitch? Hip boy. Um, Shut the fuck up. What do I have next? Um, I have another JD song off of... I think that's another singles. Um, Blue Coop. Mm, that's a sad-ass song. It's a sad song. I know you've listened to it. I thought that that was going to be your most listened to song. It was the year before. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Great song. Sad song. JD's the king in the group of writing sad songs. And the way he delivers them on stage and he does his little... Ah, I, I want to go see him so bad live in concert just talking about this. Yeah. He's Great a little, choice, Mitch. <laughs> a little angsty man. 
Mm-hmm. I am going to return, or I actually have never ventured out here, but I'm going to do it for the first time on this pod. I'm going to go to the Sweet 17 singles, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you Under the Pines, because mm-hmm. it's not, it's one, it's a Clay Frankel classic, very good, but would you call that an interlude, Mitch, with the, the sack, the the horn section, that part, the bridge. Whoa, a bridge? Yeah. That bridge is fucking perfect. And you know why, Mitch? It's because we never, we never underestimate a good, good horn, horn section. section. Yeah. Right on his grave, everybody. For, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be very <laughs> upset with you and the Pineapple Couch listeners. Um, under the Pines, add it to the playlist. Uh, What do I got next? I got something off Down in Heaven. Uh, I don't think we've said this one yet, which surprises me. Um, it's a little insect of a song. You got butterfly. Do we say butterfly? Ooh, it's always a butterfly fling- feeling. No, mm-hmm. I didn't. Just another just heavy clay song that just rules. Great music video in a cemetery as well. Great music video. Um, yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm, perfect. Okay, I'm gonna follow that up. I am going to also go to Down in Heaven, and I'm going to give you some tuna. This was my most listened to song on a Spotify, I think like three years ago or something. When Down in Heaven came out, this was my most listened to song. You don't. It's a great song. It's simple, perfect, great. It's a, like a, it's a, it's a, I am losing my, tra- it's like, it's per- it's a perfect display of songwriting by tuna the way he just sets up that whole song it's so pretty the guitar is mm-hmm. amazing i love that song yeah the real you don't off down in heaven the the layout of the lyrics is really interesting cool um cool intro we have two more songs each oh two more each okay i gotta think about this um I'm going to do, I'm just going to do this. Something off uh, their new side A. Ooh, nice. Which is a song that, I'm just going to say, it's with La 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 La. Um, It's called Whistle in the Wind, parentheses, end of everything. Uh, JD song that rules. Uh, Great, Mm. great bass line. And I think it's like, um, what was the song off of um, Look Out Low? Oh, Dance Through It. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was like Dance Through It 2.0. Like, Dance Through It was a miss to me a little bit. And yeah, I agree. this song just absolutely connects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, I think that, and that is probably my favorite song off the side A. Um, what's the one that Colin sings that sounds exactly like a Beatles song? I can't remember it right now off the top of my head. Oh, I don't... It's, um... Is it Any More Than You Want? Yep. Literally sounds like it could be on Abbey Road. <laughs> um, so I will follow that pick up with, I'm going to return to the Sweet 17 singles, and I'm going to take the song that came out in November of that stretch, which was With You. Um, very, very cool. Um, is that like a keyboard? Some, some chord, like cool sound effect they have going in the back. And then just another clay love song, which we've talked about a lot. It's just, he's perfect at writing those. He's a great lyricist, finds the great melodies. Um, great chorus with you off sweet 17 singles, which will bring us 
to our last pick each. Ooh, okay. Um, I can go one of two ways. If you're thinking of the story one, we have yeah. I'm doing we have each have one pick left and then we have a combo pick at the end. Okay. So is that our combo pick? For that song. Yeah. That you that song will be. Okay, cool. Um let's see. Uh last song I'm taking off of Wild Onion is Good Lovin'. Woo. Just another great pick. Another saddish breakup song that's just wonderful. Yeah, and I am going to go back to Wild Onion because I think it would be an incomplete list if we didn't have this song. This is the song. It was their biggest song in the beginning. It's obviously an amazing song. It has maybe Clay's best chorus. It's just so simple but so perfect. Great music Making video. Breakfast. Making breakfast. Spending time together. What a song. Um, and now, folks... We are going to talk. We're going to add our last song to this. So it's a little story time here with B-Rob and Mitch. Um, we're at a Santa Cruz show, and Twin Peaks, they're on the stage. They're warming up. They're on, getting loose. On like a Wednesday? On a Wednesday. Very small club. Very small. We're well, feet from them. Not that many people there. It was the side room of the Catalyst, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. So it wasn't, it wasn't even, even the big room. The main stage. And who they, they played with, um, oh, I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't remember who opened up for them either. But yeah, but this is our we were with our buddy Tim Hall, and Tim. I don't remember who Pattis. else. Oh yeah, Michael Pattis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, and so what's going on is the Twin Peaks. They're on the stage. They're getting loose, and we hear Clay messing around with a little DAG. Little, Doesn't have it. He's not all bag. the way there yet, but he obviously knows what he's doing, and we kind of encourage him. I'm like, D-A-G-D, Dead Flowers, yeah. uh, Dead Flowers, because <laughs> that's Dead Flowers by the Stones, one of Mitch and I's favorite songs of all time. That we play constantly and know exactly constantly. how it goes. Yeah, I exactly. turned I turned around, I was like, Brian, Brian, they're, they're playing Dead Flowers. <laughs> it was like we were in a simulation almost. I was like, this can't be happening. What is it, with Dead Flowers? Yeah, so and we so, started just sure yelling enough, out to them. Yeah. D they, they D A G D Yeah, we're yeah. what, five it, feet away from them? Like, yeah. like Clay. And so they jam it a Clay, little. It's D A G. And then and then the, He smiled at us. And then the chorus A A to D. <laughs> like and he's like, Oh yeah, okay. Here you go. D G to D. Yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> no. okay, okay. And then they end up playing the whole like like tuna comes out and he starts playing it too. And then they start yeah. singing it, and we're yelling the words to them from five feet away. They're yelling it back to us. We're like little freaking schoolboys in the yeah, front row. Yeah, it was one of the best row. moments of my life. We were just like arm over each other, and then they were just like, yeah. It was just this this. It was a moment. This rectangle of, of love and appreciation. Yes, exactly. And so... That they don't and they they played in warm ups. It's great we have that great time. And then I believe four or five months later, their yeah. live album album maybe less. Their live album Herbs and Horto come, which is a um they played three nights on New Year's Eve. Isn't that what that's from? I, no, no, I that think was it's, the next it, okay. year when uh yeah wait they, it was from Thalia Hall though in Chicago yeah. or is it the Lincoln? I think it was Thalia. Okay, and so. They, they release a live album, right? And sure enough, on that live album will be the last song we put on this playlist. Twin Peaks covered Dead Flowers by the Stones. And Mitch, 
It was because I mean, of us. Awesome. It was because of yeah, us. Yeah, I'm Brian. taking credit. We're taking credit. It was ours. <laughs> that's our song. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a live because Mick of us. Nick and Keith song as it is Mitch and I's. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was a very cool experience. They seemed like a cool group of guys. Um, yeah, and then we hung out with you... JD after that show, and it was great. Mm-hmm. He was a super hey, nice cool guy. guy. Uh huh. Um, yeah, if you when the world opens up, people, and you ever get a chance to go see Twin Peaks, I'm telling you, the con- concert will probably be not too expensive, and you will see the best rock and roll show that you can see right now on the planet. And I'm not exaggerating; I really do That's, think yeah. Twin Peaks they bring that. That's absolutely true. And you'll leave that uh, that concert soaking wet, because I I remember I we went when we went and we saw them in L. A. Um, we walked out and I was wearing like a light green t-shirt and you all looked at me and I didn't know it was, my shirt was soaking wet because it's just, <laughs> you're just singing, you're having a great time. Um, so yeah, Twin Peaks, uh, one of my favorite bands. I really wanted to do this. I'm glad we got to do it on the 50th episode. Um, Congrats. Mitch, what band should we do next? Oh, I don't know. We should have a, uh, we could do like an era. Like we could do like 80s, set, mm-hmm. like, you, you know what I 80s mean? 80s like, would be fun. 80s would be really fun. Well, we should do 80s. Yeah, 80s or, you know, have the fans write in. See, see what... Uh, yeah, folks, if you want to hear anything specific, let us know. Um, Mitch, always a pleasure. Oh, the pleasure's all mine, Brian. <laughs> um, all right, buddy. Um, we will be back this Sunday on the Pineapple Couch for uh, NFL Week 6 Reaction. I'm going to win all my bets this week, I promise. Um, Mitch, thank you. Um, thank you for everyone for listening. You, uh, go Bolts. Yeah. Uh, well, you're welcome. Uh, football sucks. And go Pods. Yeah, Fernando, well, I wish Fernando I could Tatis Jr. All right, this has been the Pineapple Couch. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>